Hey, bald and balding peeps. Just wanted to say before this episode that I apologize for the way I sound on this episode. (laughs) There was an error when it was converting, and that's why I sound like I'm in a tunnel, unfortunately, or kind of robotic. But thank you for understanding and just figured I would let you know what was going on with my funny voice. Enjoy the episode. Those bald chicks are here to slay. Stop what you're doing, plug in and play. Those bald chicks will make your day. So stop what you're doing and say, Those bald chicks. Welcome back to Those Bald Chicks, your favorite alopecia podcast. I'm Paige, and I'm here with the amazing CEO of Bollylocks Boutique. Stephanie Barber. She started her business at 20 years old, where she collaborated with famous fashion brands and wig companies, redefining beauty standards alongside raising hair loss awareness. As an alopecia who knows how hair loss can be, as well as having incredible knowledge of the wig business, it was the perfect match for her to start her business. She's here to take us through her hair loss journey and how Baldy Locks came to be. So welcome, Steph. Hi! I just want to say thank you so much for having me on your podcast. This is amazing. It really is an honour, so thank you so much. Oh, that makes me so happy. It's an honour to meet you and have you on as well. I mean, I've been following your business for a couple years now, and I'm like, this woman is incredible. So (laughs) I was so excited to talk to you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, if you want to kick it off and just talk about your hair loss today, and then we'll just go from there. Yeah, sure. Okay, gosh, right, where do I begin? Gosh, you know... (laughs) Losing hair is a, I could be here for hours. <laughs> so my hair started thinning when I was in secondary school or high school. And my mum noticed it, but she didn't tell me about it because I think she, well, spoken to her now about it. She was like, I just didn't want to worry you. I did notice, but I didn't, you know, of course, at that age, you're very much into like your looks like do I look okay Um, you know you want to be a part of like that kind of group of silly stuff you do when you're kids but you know she noticed which was a bit worried but I think what happened with me is I think it has to be stress induced with me because unfortunately my dad passed away when I was in high school or secondary school yeah and it was a really really tough time I think you know for all of us like the whole family it really flipped us over and it was at a time you know when I was in year 11 which was the the last year of secondary school where of course you've got all your GCSEs you've got everything going on which I struggled massively you know and as a result you know I did well in like drama dance but anything academic wise like maths or it wasn't great whatsoever and it was a really really difficult time so from that happening that's when my hair started coming out so much where I kind of noticed some weird things going on and as a kid you know growing up I was always very driven you know I always had goals that I was very heavily into dancing which you know I would do every single day every break time lunchtime anybody who's watching this who remembers me from Kevix you know where I'm at I'm at the dance studio and it was like literally my life dance at that point and I was so well driven to which you know I competed into UK championships which oh wow amazingly yeah and I won those two UK championships which then qualified me into the world championships in dance which then I came third so I was very driven and then I kind of got into music and I used to sing I oh. I released an EP like yeah 
and the reason why I'm saying this is because my dad was very much, you know, of course my mum, I love my mum to bit, she's always been there for us, but my dad was very much like the one, he would drive me to these places, he would ring up, he would go through, well, kids won't know this now, but in the UK, you, you used to have yellow pages, yeah, which is a big book where you have all of like any phone number that you need. And he would literally go through every page trying to figure out, right, where can we get Steph here? Like, yeah. you know, he was always there. So obviously with him passing, it was it was just a very weird time for me. And that's what I mean. It totally flipped us. So, yeah, that's when my hair really started, you know, falling out. And then with my dad passing, you know, I dropped out of college as well. It was really, really hard for me. Yeah. And then I started going into work, you know, helping my mum, sisters and stuff. Pay my way as you do. Yeah. <laughs> and then I had my daughter, you know, I had my daughter at 18. So that's yeah. still quite young. So oh, yeah. it was a very weird time. Like even looking back now, it's like everything just doesn't make sense. It was all very much like, I can only describe it as if you're like underwater. Like, it was so weird. There was so much at once. And you were probably like, what is going on? Absolutely. And, and yeah. not only that as well, like my dad had nine brothers and sisters. And all of them passed away since, what, it was 2001 to, I believe, until 2008. Literally, I think only one of my aunties was still alive. Now, unfortunately, she's passed. Yeah, so we had a lot of funerals. I remember that as a kid. So, but then again, like, sometimes I think, yeah, I, I believe it has to be stress-induced, surely. But then, you know, when my dad, whenever he felt really stressed out, I would see he would have bald patches at the back of his head. And my nana, like, she would always style it, her hair in such a way to cover. So so I'm thinking, is it hereditary? Or right. is it, like, I mean, we don't know, do is we? Is it not? So, no, there's no answers. That's why it's no. so weird. We don't know where to turn and see, like, where we exactly. got it. Exactly. And yeah. then you think, right, so, well, the next person to turn to is your GP <laughs> or some medical professional. And that's what I did. And I think I was, how old was I? It was after having my daughter and <laughs> I remember the day I was there, I spoke to the doctor and he said to me, he goes, Steph, I can only describe it as if, think of like men when they hit a certain point in their life. You know, when they start to lose hair, that's what you have. And I was absolutely You're horrified. Like, you what? <laughs> I know. I didn't know anything about alopecia right. whatsoever. And I suppose you don't, if you haven't experienced it or you don't know anybody who has, right. you don't really know much about it, which is why I try and raise as much awareness and educate people as possible. You don't even know, like, to search that. Like, exactly. if somebody, if you get that diagnosis, you're just like, okay, and you kind of just go, well, I guess I just have to roll with this. And then you don't do any other research, really, because you're like, well, I guess this no. is what it is. So, yeah, I didn't know about alopecia either. No. And then when you do search hair loss, nine times out of 10, it's the big C word. And then, and even at that point, I didn't realize, because I thought, oh my God, do I have cancer? And this might sound silly, but I can only describe it how I was at that point, because I didn't know much about, you know, cancer. I thought it was the cancer itself that makes people lose hair, but in right. fact, it's the treatment. Absolutely. So I didn't know that either. So I was like, my God, what's wrong with me? That it was so I can only describe it like I wanted the world to swallow me up I was like yeah. my dad's passed away I literally have no direction at that point in my life you know yeah. no music no dance nothing and when things like that just stop you question you know and that's when then I had issues with my mental health like it 
it was a knock-on like a dominoes effect it was like that happened then that happened then that happened and that and it was like what is going on so much for someone so young too yeah no absolutely it was really hard it was really and it was hard for us all like we we all kind of um you know we dealt with it in our own way and still to this day you know you never forget anything tragic like that in your life do you 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 just try to kind of get on with it you know you get on with life and and but there are times when like even like with the whole boardlocks boutique there are times where I wish that my dad was here yeah. Because I know he would be really proud and it's just unfortunate. Even like, you know, the birth of my daughter, like things like yeah. that, like she's obviously never met him. So th- there's things that you think about naturally, you know, where it's just rubbish. And I feel like without any answers besides what your GP told you, okay, so where do I, where do I go from here? Like exactly. what, it's just what I have to deal with. Is there, yeah. was there any treatment back then when you were young? Like, well, he kind of said, look, you've got two options. He goes, either you go and get like a shampoo that might help, you know, grow your hair back. I was yeah. like, right. Or he goes, or I can refer you to a dermatologist. So I was like, well, obviously referring me to a dermatologist would be the better option because right. how he described it, it was just very like, you know, when you just know, like someone doesn't have any like understanding that you have yes. a young person in your room right, right now and you've just told them that they you know the process of, of how some men lose their hair right I'm a female like Absolutely. what <laughs> right. you know, like, where's the empathy <laughs> there where's the how are you feeling are you okay with this information like exactly and you know what I always kick myself for this because he did refer me but I just had my head in the sand because I was like I'm too scared like what if they tell me there's something wrong with me like, and I was really worried because obviously in my head I'm thinking right well my dad's passed away all my uncles and and almost all of my aunties have all is there something wrong with me you know so I didn't want to go and see I didn't even know what a dermatologist was (laughs) like you know so and then what I did is is my fiance now who I have to say has been so incredibly supportive like he's been there when I've had hair yeah. And then when my hair started falling out, like I had a moment in my life where the little hair that I had left had a breakdown because I was like, what is the absolute point of me even having this hair? Like I I woke up one morning and I was in tears, but at the same time, my daughter was young. So I had to try and I don't want her to see me like that. So even though I was dying inside, I was like, come on, come into the bathroom with me. And I just got literally the bluntest razor. <laughs> <laughs> and just shave and shave my head but I wanted to do it in front of her because I didn't want her to to be shocked at That's seeing funny. mum with hair and mum with no hair but by easing her into it I kind of made it a little bit of like a joke like yeah. so I you know just shaved the crown part of my head and I had these <laughs> <laughs> these wispy hairs and yeah. you know what my my daughter is so like me like her personality and humor is so funny so, and I knew she would laugh at it, and she did. Yeah. So it was never a shock with her. But then, yeah, I shaved my head. And yeah, I think it's the best thing I have ever did, to be honest with you. Every single person that has alopecia or hair loss in general that I've met, talked to, has said that. It was the best decision I ever made because right after it was like, okay, now yeah. I don't have to look at the hair that's still growing back. And every single person says that. Yeah, yeah. And and it's so true. And And the thing is, like, everyone has their own way of dealing with things and you know I appreciate that and that just because I've shaved my head doesn't necessarily mean you have to do that 
because you might find that oh gosh I've shaved my head maybe that was a bad idea it's different for people but for me you know it was oh like it was a sigh of relief kind of thing it was like okay this is it now you know there is absolutely no point of me even holding on to that hair and it was a way of me gaining back control I just you know when you're losing your hair and you every day you look in that mirror and you're like oh you know, and I thought, I'm just going to shave it. There's absolutely no, no point. And I, and I did. It's almost like you're holding on to, like, the last bit of hope. Like, maybe my hair will come back. So I'll just hold on to that. And you shave that glass off. Because mine was the same. I started to cut my hair shorter and shorter and shorter to get used to having shorter hair. And then mm. it became to the point where my extensions weren't thick enough. And my hair wasn't yeah. thick enough to blend mm. well. I don't know what to do anymore. I did that. I was like... It was almost like all this weight just lifted off me and I could breathe. Yeah, that. that's so yeah. true. And that's how I felt. Because like before I did that, my way of hiding things, and, and that was before I really was introduced to the world of wigs. I used to always dye my hair black. My hair was literally the colour, you know, of, of what you're wearing now. But what I used to do is I used to just keep that hair dye on just longer than what you're supposed to in the hopes that it would also dye my skin, my scalp. And what that did, it just made my hair look fuller. And it worked some points, but then when, you know, the seasons got a little bit warmer, and that sun is gazing right down on your head. And I remember my friend looking at me like, and she said, why is your head shiny? And for me, she didn't know. I was so devastated. I was yeah. like, oh my God, you can see it. You can, see, you know, so that was my way of kind of, I suppose, covering things up. But, you know, I took that plunge. I shaved it. And, you know, it's the best thing. Like I said, the best thing I've ever done. Absolutely love that. So in regards to hair loss, I'm going to ask you a couple of questions because I'm interested in what your answer is going to be. What was or currently is the hardest hurdle to jump when it came or comes to your hair loss currently? Oh, well, I mean, a lot of people would find this quite hilarious, but going out in public, even though I'm very, you know, anybody can see my Instagram, it's literally open for the world to see. But for me to actually physically go out in public, it's definitely more personal because you're seeing whoever's looking at you or whoever's walking past you, which nine times out of 10 probably don't care. <laughs> But it's you, isn't it? And you're in that moment. So for me, you know, going out in public, bold. However, though, I have recently gotten better to the point where I feel like now, and also like with Bold Locks Boutique, I feel it's my duty as well and my responsibility. If I'm pushing out this awareness, I feel like, but why am I not going out and, and you know, educate people that way, you know? So because I'm now 30 as well you know when you get a bit older your brain you become a little bit more wiser with things and you you're like literally taking the words out of my mouth because I'm yeah. right here with you I don't yeah. feel that comfortable fully yet to go out with yeah. my patchy shaved head but like I'm 31 now I just turned 31 in June and I'm like but I can do this because I know every person I see will not remember me and if they no, do exactly. I won't remember that Exactly. No, that's just so true. That is really, really true. And and for me as well, like, even if I was to get dressed up, for example, I always immediately go, right, what wig am I going to wear? Yeah. Rather than, oh, should I just rock it with no wig? You know, now that my brain is like, do I need to be wearing a wig? 
you know and, and that's why I feel it's my responsibility also to kind of vocalize this is that yes I make wigs but it's essential for people to know that you are beautiful without which is why I've got the you know to enhance not define it doesn't define you I feel that's really important and I feel like as a woman with a hair loss condition it's important that I vocalize that as much as possible because with wigs I've had a bit of a love and hate relationship with wigs well very much so in the past and what I mean by that is is I really struggled with my identity and I don't know if anybody could kind of relate if you've if you've got like a vast range of like different hair colors styles cuts or what have you so going through that I would be blonde one day I would be red the next I would be short I would be black I'll be this this and that right I kind of occurred to me when my daughter would she would draw pictures of the family she asked me a question she goes mom she goes so what hair am I going to give you today in this picture are you you are you should I do your blonde or or what about that brunette wig that you wear or should I just do you bold and it was that moment really right when that kind of like love and hate kind of stopped because I said to her said draw me bold that's me I'm bold so how I see it now is like my identity is I am a bold woman who likes to wear wigs yeah and for me that was a major thing for me to kind of come to terms with because if you're walking down the street and someone looks familiar and they've got dark hair you're like oh is that is that Steph oh yeah that's Steph that's Steph whereas I'll be walking down the street blonde hair I wave at whoever's across the road and they would have to second guess like who is that yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> me yeah just a forgot uh, yeah exactly so I would say that was one of the bi- one of the biggest hurdles dealing with the hair loss situation was that and that was when I was like kind of reviewing wigs prior to actually having Bollocks Boutique but beforehand when I was online I would try and be like you know raise as much awareness as possible but also like review wigs from other companies. So I would have like a, a really nice collection of wigs where I just chop and change whenever I felt like it. Yeah. But with that came like a bit of an identity crisis. I was like, who, who am I? Even like throughout the past of my 10, 11 years that I've had alopecia, I sometimes have put on a wig where I'm like, ooh, this doesn't look like me. I don't feel like myself in this. I don't know if I could walk out the door like this. It doesn't feel like my hair because you, you're used to your hair. I mean, you were like 18, so you knew what it was like to have hair and yeah, see yeah. yourself with your own hair on your own head. That's what it looked like in your brain. So got into wigs. It was almost like, wait, this doesn't look like my head. That was my crisis. Is I was like, people are going to know that this is a wig right here. They're going to see it. Yeah. And I had a hard time getting over that. Yeah, yeah, no, I can absolutely relate. Like, so when did you lose your hair then? Were you quite young? I was 21. I was in college. Wow. I know. I couldn't believe it. It was, I thought it was stress too, which I think it is stress because it was like study, study, study up until just so much anxiety and everything going on. I was used to 21 years having this long, beautiful blonde. Um, And I was like, my hair is getting thinner, but I wear extensions. So I'm like, oh, it could be just trying to like rip off my hair a little bit. Maybe I'll suck in extensions. Yeah, yeah. And then it just wouldn't grow thicker. Oh, it totally was because I dyed my hair. I bleached my hair most of my life. Yeah. Oh, okay, I'll stop doing that. So it was like denial after denial. And then one of my friends was French braiding my hair and said, you have a bald spot on your head. 
And I was like, what? And she was like, you have a bald spot on your head. Did you know that? And I'm like, don't tell me that. Don't tell me those things. Went to the hair salon because I wanted to get my highlights redone. Same thing. You have a bald spot on your head. Have you gone to see a dermatologist? You could have alopecia. And I was like, wait, slow down. What? Yeah. Like what's going on? Why are you telling me all this so fast? What is alopecia? Yeah. Like I don't, I didn't even know what any of it was. So to be mm. 21, like an adult in college, that was a lot. Oh my gosh. No, I, I can absolutely imagine. Like, like you said, you've experienced having hair. And that's one thing. Another thing that I miss is feeling the wind Ugh. through your hair. Yes. You know, like as amazing wigs are, you don't get that feeling, unfortunately. Or I used to love, like, my hair being played with. Like, I loved that. Oh, and how that. it would, like, tickle you. And, I like, know. you're braiding. Oh, all of that. The braiding your hair, brushing yeah. it. Oh. Loved it. Loved it so much. And and so that's something that I'm never going to get back, ever. But it is a really, really difficult process to go through. And especially when you don't know anything about it. You know, and like a lot of people say, yeah, but it's just hair. But it's more than that. Like it's it's your identity. It's who you remember exactly. being. It's exactly. Yeah. 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 But I have to say though, the positives though of hair loss is the fact that you can literally try any yeah. hairstyle. And and In I love it. that. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Literally. And how <laughs> yeah. how convenient it is as well. Like you you might have an event you know work normal sort of day-to-day thing where gosh you've got to get up early in the morning but you'd have to worry about your hair because you can do it the night before just have it on the wig head ready to go in the morning and you know what now like I'm in a space where I'm happy like the way that my yeah okay I don't have hair you know but the way I like and style my wigs and how I create them is the way that I always wished my hair would do. One and it million would... percent. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. And it would never work. I would yeah. see. And, and here's another thing as well. Like, I didn't really know much about hair, you know, at that time. So I was like, for example, I would think, how the hell does J-Lo have that hair yeah. when the week before she was something else? Like, yeah. I didn't, it didn't. I think click with me that yeah. she was probably wearing a wig, oh, you know, or the way that she have it, long hair like down to her stomach, and then the next day short, and then the next week blow out long again. You're sitting exactly. there, like, what's going on here? What's this? I know <laughs> exactly, exactly. So I would definitely say the positive is is that yeah, it's not my hair, but the way I do it, I would never ever be able to have my bio hair the yeah. way I do my wigs. And I love that. I love that I'm now finally able to achieve the hairstyles that I just adored seeing, which I could never create because my bio hair wasn't that thick anyway to start with. Um, And the amount of times I would dye it as well. You know, I would feel like, oh, I just want to be blonde, you know? But but you'd go to the hairdresser and they'd look at your hair and they'd be like, yeah, is this dyed? I was like, yeah. And they're like, I'm not touching your hair. Yep, absolutely. I have to grow it out. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, no. <laughs> um, I'm like showing them videos. Like, yeah, but how is this stylist able to do this? Like, yeah, right. <laughs> you know, and that's how. Like now, like when I do wigs and color and, and and everything else, it's like there's a hell of a lot more involved than you think. So you I can understand it. why I didn't wash my hair. <laughs> oh yeah, even with but, wigs, like. So, okay, my first question is, how did you fall relax? Like, how did you think, you know what? I'm going to get into wigs. This is my calling. 
Right, I always get so excited about the thought of this because, right, so when I was introduced to the world of wigs, I can't explain or express the feeling of hope that I had. Now, I would look at hair loss and thanks to good old Google, I had an ad in the corner, which so happened to be a wig, you know, it was a synthetic wig, but at the time when I didn't really know much about wigs, it looked so good and so natural. Yeah. So I rang my sister and I was like, oh my God, have you seen, have you seen this? Like, and she was like, oh my God, this is amazing stuff. She, she was like, I would buy one, but it was an eBay listing. So I was like, well, I don't know. It's synthetic. And in my mind, wigs was always like something you'd wear for a fancy dress. Like it was never really yeah. like, I never thought it would be like an alternative, you know, for people. So I thought rather than just splashing out on this money, I wanted to have a look and see if there was some reviews. So, of course, everyone goes to YouTube for reviews. So when I typed in wig or something, um, maybe, you know, with the link or what have you, all these suggestions came up. And at that moment, my mind was blown away. I came across video after video after video of all these wigs. And I'm like, what in the world? It was literally like a completely different world. Yeah. Completely. You wouldn't have thought of it, though. Like, no. same with me. I didn't know that there was a whole wig world out there before yeah. I got hair loss. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I became obsessed. I kid you not, I would literally be on my phone just watching these girls reviewing these wigs and how they're styling it, how they're laying yeah. the lace down. I even learned about, you know, the vocabulary world of wigs. So that yeah. is a completely separate thing. But, yeah, there's all these... Bleach knots, 360 uh, wig, HD lace, Swiss lace, French lace, Italian lace, silk tops, full lace. I was like, what is this? Like, so I, you know, did a bit of research, a bit of learning about, you know, what that all meant. Um, but by doing so, I watched a lot of videos and I tried to basically have a look and see where they get these wigs from. So that's when I was first introduced to the world of wigs. Yeah. And I'll never forget that day ever in my life will I ever forget that day so I had a conversation with my fiance you know and he's been there and he's he, he's seen me at my hardest time you know and he's, he's been there at my happiest he sat me down and he was like Steph he goes I think you what you need to do is I think you kind of need to network I think you need to just maybe not like be open about your hair loss but see if you can find people maybe of your age or someone who might have the same thing as you and just kind of open up with them because I live in the tiniest little town yeah. in the UK. And it's funny, everyone thinks I live in London and I don't. Like anyone who doesn't live in the UK always yeah. kind of assume that I'm from London, but I'm not. But I live in a little town and there is literally nobody that I knew, right. you know, with a hair loss condition that was my age. So I felt very isolated. So he was like, well, what, why don't you just reach out and see how it goes with that? So I was like, okay, so I created my Instagram account and I started like following girls, like networking and, you know, and because I was so surrounded in that sort of world of social media where when I would open my phone, I'd see a girl with alopecia. I'd see, you know, maybe a different hair loss condition or, or whatever it was. And then it became normal, you know, for me. That was yeah, like, oh, seeing that okay. in your feed constantly, you're like, oh. Okay, yeah. now this is my, these are my people. This is my community. This is what I needed yeah. to see. Exactly, exactly yeah. that. Which then gave me the confidence then to take that plunge 
and post a photo my hair loss. So wait, when was this? What year was this? Oh gosh, I think we're talking 2018. Okay. I think. Yeah, and it, you know, and that was a big deal for me. Like yeah, I was like, absolutely. gosh, like I've, you know, and, and I was like, you know, when you get everything already, you have got your caption ready and your hashtags, yeah. and then you have got that that post button. I was like, mm, do, what do, do, do I do? Can I just like, sit on this for a second? Yeah, right. <laughs> but I was like, I literally held my breath. Went All right, done it. I've done it. I've done it. Yeah. And I was amazed at how many people gravitated to that post like, and I yeah. was that kind of person where you know I didn't have social media before I didn't know what story was yeah. you know I didn't know so that was like gosh this is really strange to have all these people like liking my photo and commenting and stuff and I was like oh my god this is maybe much bigger than what I've been experienced actually there's yeah. a, quite a lot of people here or you know on social media who um, might be doing the same thing as me trying to reach out to people so then I started you know then felt like I'm gonna raise some more hair loss awareness and just just post here there everywhere you know just basically reminding people that it's okay that you're not on your own and the number of women that would write to me where I kid you not like on an Instagram DM I would receive like essays and some of them I'd never forget some of them were like oh my god Steph like you have you've changed my whole outlook of it all where this person said I was almost going to commit suicide like that's how deep it was and then I thought right well this is way bigger than than what I've been experienced because you don't know who you know or you don't know what that person's situation is you know and they could be in a way worse situation than me so then that made me feel so incredibly humbled to actually be maybe somebody to them where they felt oh my god I feel safe like this girl's been strong it must have been quite hard for her to post but it has given me hope and when I received those messages I was like right I've got to do something here yeah it almost like ignites something in you where you're like okay now I'm over the whole anxiety of everybody knowing like this yeah, is so much yeah. bigger than I realized now it's a yeah. bigger mission than just me telling my story that's why the podcast came to be too because it was like this yeah. isn't just about us this isn't about our story it's about reaching more people it's about yeah. finding a community giving an outlet to where you can ignite something in you when you hear stories like that. people reached out to me that had other illnesses other sicknesses that made their hair yeah. fall out or other stuff that said Oh my God, your post just completely changed my way of thinking. Like, oh, talk about emotional. Woo! That yeah, no, was yeah. like the biggest terrain that just hit me with mm-hmm. emotions when that happened. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely grounds you. Like it makes yeah. you think, okay, and I would never take away people's, I suppose I'm just talking for myself here. Like I struggled a lot, you know, I experienced a lot of stress my mental health at one point in my life, it was really low. It was at the bottom. And going through that process and then being in a position mentally to then post about it, to then have somebody reach out to you who's probably at that low where you were, but like you're holding their hand and you're like, it's okay. Like, you know, it's hard to explain. It really is. It's so hard to explain. I know. Yeah. I would literally read these messages and I would cry I always get emotional because there are people in our community that have committed suicide (sighs) and I feel like it's a huge thing 
you know, the way society is. But I do think it, it's a very personal thing. Of course it is. And, and that's why I feel like as a brand, like Boardwalk's Boutique, yeah. it's important because there was a point where I felt, okay, I'm selling these or I'm making these wigs. You know, they're going up, people are buying them. And I feel like it's important for me to take responsibility that actually, although these wigs could you know, bring you the confidence, which you well and truly deserve, but it's also important to love yourself for the person underneath the wig. And that's why I did the hair loss campaign. You know, I wanted to kind of touch on that because I know how it feels. Like if you're always wearing a wig where, and I've, I've had people reach out and, you know, they want you to buy a wig and, you know, they've said like literally nobody knows that I'm wearing a wig. You are, like they said this to me, you are the only person that knows that I wear a wig. And that's when I felt like, right, I need to make sure that what I'm doing here is done in such a way that it kind of shines a light on hair loss. And do you know what I mean? Like it is. So when you posted those pictures, by the way, of yeah. you and those lovely ladies, I stared at them for a while because yeah. it was so wonderful to see such professional photos with women that have hair loss of all kinds, but like being so confident and see, there's been so many people that have come on that said, seeing bald people, people with uh, Ariata, Universalis, whatever it is, in different ways of life, modeling, acting, business owners, whatever it is, seeing them in different ways of life is everything. So when you posted those pictures, that was a different way to see baldness, to see alopecia. It like took my breath away. Those pictures literally took my breath away. And even like when you go to your website and you see them, it's Mm -hmm. like, oh my God, like bald is beautiful. Like literally. That's Thank what it you. makes you feel. So when you did Thank that, you. I was like, she's moving mountains for people. Yeah. And I love, Thank love, love it. Do you know what? That means so much because there is something very missing within yeah. the beauty industry. And when you learn about hair loss and you're going through it, there's a lot of videos that you come across. And the majority of those videos, in fact, I have not seen anything otherwise, but it's always a clinical approach. You know, it's like a doctor talking about hair loss and, you know, have someone who has a hair loss condition just stood there like, I have not seen to this like, in fact, ever of taking an editorial approach, a beauty approach. In fact, celebrating the fact, yeah, okay, hair loss, it is is difficult to go through, but let's shine on the beauty aspect of hair loss rather than taking that medical approach I really wanted to make this a beauty campaign and to basically celebrate every individual person within this campaign and share and show the beauty like these girls we're all like pretty much the same age we kind of you know we like to style wigs and you know stuff like that and I just thought how amazing would it be just to create something that and like I said rather than having a medical approach yeah why not make it like a beauty approach (laughs) absolutely you literally knocked it out of the park yeah I I couldn't believe it it was so beautiful and such a wonderful thing that it almost like no it didn't almost it absolutely it boosted my confidence like it made me feel like oh yep like, this is totally what it is. Like, it's yeah. it's nothing more than these pictures. 
Like everybody yeah. makes it out to seem like, oh, hair loss, you got to cover it up, blah, 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 this and that. But like you made it all about beauty and you even incorporated wigs with it and how lovely wigs can, like you said, enhance your beauty. Like it was done so perfectly. You, Thank you. Yeah, it was incredible. I couldn't believe it. It was so Thank wonderful. You. And that's exactly why I wanted to do it. I want people to, not only, I, not only do I want to educate people, but it's like, just because you have no hair, for example, or your hair is thinning, it does not mean that you are not beautiful, you know? And I really wanted that to be the campaign, you yeah, know? Like, like the main focus, absolutely. Exactly, exactly. I was planning this. I mean, I kid you not, I had a spreadsheet. I had a PowerPoint. I knew even down to the finer details of like how the girls are going to have their toenails colored like everything was done in a way and it took me a long time you know to get to this point of actually officially releasing it because I wanted to make sure it was done correctly but approaching it you know in a sensitive way that can be quite tricky for people well of course you know me and you we know like (laughs) so I, I do wanted to make sure that it was approached correctly and accordingly and I wanted just to Rather than having that medical approach, like I said, the beauty approach, the editorial, the high fashion, like you see all these models, like the gorgeous, like everything and everything. I wanted that as like, okay, but here are the girls with alopecia or different types of alopecia as well. Not just all girls that are bold. There are girls, you know, with androgenic alopecia, you know, non-scarring, just all these different types of alopecia. And I felt like if I could, I would have had like a lot more girls involved but I think for my first campaign I thought right if I just thank you I thought if I just stick with just the four yeah and then like and even already like I'm excited for the next one so (laughs) this ends part one of a two-part episode with the lovely Stephanie Barber in two weeks The second part will drop where she takes us through how Baldy Locks came to be and some lessons she learned along the way. Stay tuned. Bald Peck out.